and welcome to the Knock On KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast with the full crew on board tonight. Tom Crotty, James Blanchfield, Johnny Torben. Gentlemen, good evening. How are you all? Hiya, lads. Not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> How are you? Um, we had a quite a action-packed weekend of our own local rugby last weekend. Anyway, um, I suppose <clears throat> we'll start with Kilkenny on Saturday. Uh, win over Gory, James. But uh, it wasn't um, champagne rugby by any stretch. No, 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 no. Definitely <laughs> wasn't. You, you know what? A win is a win. You'll take it any way you get it, and you'll take you'll take an eighty fourth minute win as much as you'll take anything. Um, we grounded out, you know, and it wasn't pretty. We grounded out. The game was over. Gory had the game won. They were look at Kilkenny scrum, um, off the scrum, Gory scrum half. For a player of his experience, and I hate saying it about him because he used to play for us, but he probably shouldn't have made Darren McGrath shouldn't have made giving away the penalty he should have gave, he gave away in our favour. Gave us an opportunity to get down into the corner off the line out. We won another penalty, went into the corner again, a fourteen man maul. We went over, got the try, point up, kicked the conversion game over. Um, Gory dominated the game pretty much from the fifteenth minute forward. Um, there was. A, uh, we gave away an early penalty. They went three up. Um, Jake McDonald got our first score of the game. A good score. Uh was badly needed. Joe Manuel then got what is probably the best score of the game. It was easy enough that the gory defence probably cracked. Um, and Joe went in off second phase off a line-out. Went in under the sticks to get the try. We thought then at that stage, geez, we're home and host here. We're going to... We're, we're going to you know, we're back in front. We're going to kick on here. Whatever happens to us, I don't know what happened, but injuries as well was a big part. Gory came back, pitch, got a try. They went ahead. And at that stage, it was game over. Johnny will tell you, I was walking along under the post up the far end. The pitch going, no way, no, game over. We're not going to win this. No way, we can, air, blue. no way we can win it. I was heading for the car to go home. And next thing, we just went down there. We got the win and try. It was absolute scenes. Like, it was jubilation. Gory knew that we stole the win off them. We're saying nothing more than that. And it was it, it was a steal. Um, an important win for us. Um, as as one of the Gory coaches said after the game, winning winning is a habit and losing is a habit. And unfortunately for Gory, they're in a losing habit now. And that loss puts them in a, in a dogfight um, to, to stay up, even though it probably looks like Ashburn might go down still, but Ashburn had a big win the weekend against Dundalk. They got a bonus point away to Dundalk. Um, and my own grievances about that. I would have read the field this week and couldn't feel the previous week taking into account a 10-day a ten day um, quarantine that's meant to happen. But look, at, that's that's not for us to control. I think that game is going to be replayed against Ashburn on the 2nd of January in Kilkenny now. So um, that's good. That's good that it's going to be played. But um, do you know what? We, we'll take the win. Um Big issue for us now is that there was three three serious injuries out of the game again last week. So Jack Nolan, his first game back after 18 months, um, looks like he did his ACL, oh, no. um, a re-rupture. Um, Hugh Corkery has broken three ribs by the sounds of things. And David O'Connor is touch and go with a head injury. Um, he had to come off early. He, he shipped a very big hit. So Setonian's away this Sunday. Um or this Saturday, we're going up there, I think, with 13 players in, in, in on the treatment table, or 13 players on the treatment table are unavailable. But, um, you know, as I said, we'll take the win anyway we got it. Um, 
it wasn't it was far from a vintage performance by both teams. But Gory were probably the better team over the day. Um, one of the big things for us was the last day we were down in Gory at the beginning of the season. It was our scrum that cost us the game. This this week we won six scrum penalties against Gory. You know, so with the same front row as when down there the last day. So you know these things go around and so. But um, half the men from Dempsey, he got absolutely. He had he had probably had his worst game of adult rugby in Gory the first day out this year. But last Sunday he was probably Kenny's man of the match along with Wes Carter. There were probably the two standout players on the pitch, bar Stephen Gardner, the Gory second row, who's who's an incredible rugby player. The two boys, the two boys were super. So um, look, it was great to get the win. The seconds, the seconds had a good game, uh, finished seventeen all. They probably could have and should have won the game, but they spent most of the second half camped on the Gory line. But just credit to Gory, they had Ben Hoare in there who was just organising their defence for them. And look at a wily old fox. Every opportunity Kenny got, he seemed to be there on the ground killing ball and whatnot. But you know, probably if they had had more game time under their belt and also um, trained a little bit more together, that game was there for the winning for the seconds. So I know I say it every time after the seconds have a good result, but hopefully they can kick on now and go up to Stonians this weekend and um, and uh, try and try and get a win. But the worry for the seconds now is the first of so many injuries. There's going to be a lot of players up from the seconds to 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 help first this weekend. So we'll see. Um, but look, for us in this league, the next six weeks is in, is 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 of huge importance. Let's we, we'll try to get a, a result this weekend. We'll try to get a result off um, off Ashburn at home on the second of January. Then we have to play Beckett in that refix game. We'll come into the new year. Then hopefully we can we can get a few results and build for next year. It's going to be an interesting Towns Cup this year. Yeah, the draw, of course, usually take place this weekend, but as Tom yeah. was saying earlier, it's back pushed back to January this year. So, all yeah. change. We were delighted with the win. Um, and look at if it makes Gory feel any better. I know it won't. They were the better team on the day. We just as I said we snatched it from the jaws of victory or defeat. Yeah, well, well done on that one, well, and good well luck. Done. This weekend, uh, Tom, you had a good win as well. Kildara, uh, fairly convincing win at the end of it as well. Um, you've got a bit of a vein of form there. Yeah, um, we went we went up because uh, going up, you'd be a little bit apprehensive, a bit nervous going into Kildara because they've had a, a couple of good results and we know their team that have been improving. Um, game kicked off. We were... We were good for about the first two minutes and then uh kildara kind of came back into it we gave away a silly penalty thing just again weren't weren't clearing out the rooks quick enough or weren't getting to the rooks quick enough uh turnover ball penalty um they got that in about the eighth minute of the game then unfortunately we lost our hooker uh matthew donovan a young fellow who came down from the north he's he was in msd um real really really good player um but just just unfortunate he's after he's after pulling his hamstring and looks uh like a couple of weeks job so it's really unfortunate for him because it was his debut he played in seconds last week and or against tolo he subbed against he subbed against tolo uh come on in the second half and played really well so just unfortunate for him um it was a real down and dirty game. We were, we were probably, 
we showed little glimpses of of our attack play but then as i say silly little turnovers and things like that little uh inaccuracies um we had a couple of changes on the team my own uh dan crotty was 10 um a little bit hasn't really played a whole lot there but um we've been attacking 10 and uh so we were probably just just a little bit he was a little bit rusty just trying to get into the into the into the game but um they got another penalty with 20 and about 28 minutes gone so it was six nil um but we were kind of making breaks and we could see that like the game like we, as the game went on we were you know taking advantage of every any any little any little gap that was there we were starting to come into into it um putty nolan got a fantastic just ball popped out got a got a really 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 uh good try it wasn't going to be stopped um just on on, on the stroke of half time then we we had them all um you know and uh from that then dave mcdonald went through for he got two tries and he went through so um we were 12 six at half time um came back on then richie white got a penalty we were 15 six but we were struggling it, like it just it sounded like we were on top but at times we, we struggled our defense was super absolutely super that was the they were absolutely dogged and dogged in defense i have to say right from one one to 15 and, and onto the bench um there was nobody like we held up we held we held up Kildare on the line uh we forced them to knock on the ball and the number eight um he had a really really good game but he was he was tapping up the ball on he should have should have had a should have had a clear try but he coughed up the ball um then just the whole game took came came right down to the wire we were into just into into injury time and we got a break on the wing worked our way down then we got a penalty kicked it into the corner a little bit of play uh quickly across the backs and uh, dave mcdonald wasn't going to be stopped went in and we got the bonus point right at the very end a lot of like it was great to see because we lost like after losing matty uh evan gordon come on evan had a really really good game but um evan had a little he had a little niggly injury so uh james non putty moved into the front row which actually kind of gives a little bit more bulk and connor um who came in connor number connor went in number eight and uh kind of the whole thing the, the scrum kind of balanced up you know it just, we started we were starting to take scrum dominance so look, we'd be very, really, really happy. Uh, first of all, to get the win up there, to get the bonus point was fantastic. We really, really, really needed it um, because Boyne got a bonus point, and so did Wicklow get a bonus point. So if we were any chance of in the run, you know, we they were the scores we had to. So look, no matter what, our attack play wasn't as clinical as we would have liked, but our defensive play was superb. And I, I have to say, hats off um, to everyone in the twenty. There were no every no one left anything behind. Uh, so, like, we're looking forward to now this week playing Mullingar. Um, <laughs> uh, home, another big game. Like, it's, it's a really every game is a big game now because if we have any chance of staying, you know, trying to get into the top two, we have to keep up with Boyne and Wicklow. You know, just, mm. just keeping the hunt until we get the head to heads with them. So uh, Mullingar is a massive game. The seconds then, the seconds 
their game was conceded, but in fairness, it was a good old, uh, a good old fashioned friendly was organised because, in fairness, Kildare, uh, I think they had twelve or thirteen players, so we moved, we went up, and the Carroll lads played, played with, um, played with Kildare, so they got a game beforehand. So the seconds now have a massive game on Sunday. They have, um, they have a top of the table clash. They're leading. They're unbeaten at the moment. Uh, Mullingar second, so. That's going to be a really, really tough game before before the senior game. But look, as we're you'll take the win and you'll be happy with the, with the results that we're getting, and we're happy that the squad, the squad that we have is you know, guys get injured. There's when you're not in a panic anymore. It's not it's not a case. You just had the fifteen. Now we have a squad there. There's 30, 30 plus players, and and most of them can step in, uh, without that much of a have a change to a change to the way that you thought. look well i have to say like we're in a really really good place at the moment mm-hmm. you know but we have to keep that but james you just said it there like he had a heap of injuries there like that that could change you know those type of injuries can change any team so yeah. we're just blessed look fingers crossed we haven't had yes we've had a couple of injuries but we haven't had injuries that uh that, that have really affected us in, in the way that mm-hmm. they, you've had so look touch woods and we yeah. just hope to belt on from here you know and it just sounds like you know look is important as well in all these things like you know you're saying you didn't probably play as well as you could on sunday but you know what it's still good not to play well and still win like you know so yeah yeah, and it's it's, it's just inaccuracies it's, it's it's you know it's it's look it's like every team you come home you're 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 delighted with the win, but you have to say, yeah. like the lads are now. Get, it's good to be in in a position to say you can be critical of certain points of your game. You know, yeah. whereas before you'd be going, we won. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got you got away with it. Whereas now you're in a position to kind of say, yeah, we need to tweak this or that needs to be tweaked. And you know, um, small little de- it's all in the small details. And Corey, Corey, be a, a real dinger for that. You know. It was great stuff, Tom. Keep the old momentum up. Um, year in action, of course, like you said, this weekend. Uh, Mullingar at home, which is nice to have him at home as well after the trip up yeah. to Kildare. Um, Johnny, uh, speaking of Mullingar, a very narrow loss to them at the weekend as well. That's a bit of a pain in the arse. Yeah, it's not It's not ideal now, to tell you the truth, but um, I was speaking to a few of the lads there and I read the paper there, Morris said um, it was some of the best attacking rugby they played this season, so it's probably a little bit of a positive, but injuries injuries are killing us, same as James there at the moment, like, you take Stevie Smith, Joe Waters, Louis Kilkine, Tom Cashin, you take okay. these Shane Rowan, these fellas out of the team, any team will struggle, any club will struggle, and we're under we're under savage pressure at the moment with injuries, we really are, we're, we're just, I don't know what's going on, I really don't know what's going on, lads are just falling away off the woodwork there, so, look at not ideal, narrow loss. Uh, two minutes left in the game, give away a silly penalty in a kickable position, and you're you're twenty one twenty down. Um, losing bonus points are, are our savior at the moment, I suppose. Uh, so yeah, look at I don't know. Um, I really think the break can't come quick enough for us to try to switch it. Um, get Wicklow at home this weekend. I think they're looking to field the twos team again this week. Uh, no seconds went up to Mullingar, but I can't see it happening now with the injury list that's there, you know. Um, yeah. 
just look at the, just it's the, it's the tale of our season. It's been the case of our season all the time. Last minute one pointers, you know, like ma- narrow margins. But like that's it. It's the fine detail. And, and like Tom just said, there and there, Carlo are in a state at the minute where they can tweak small things. We're just not in that state at the moment. Yeah, you know, like uh-huh. I looked yeah. on the Mullingar Twitter. I seen two of the tries. Mullingar scored. I'm sure half half of the second Twitter people have seen it. Like defensively, we're not there. Um, I don't know what it is. Like you really. You put on a jersey and you play for your club. You, you want to give it everything. I don't know. I don't know what lads are doing. Like I, I really don't know. Um, to be honest with you, it's a bit frustrating uh, at the moment. To be fair, frustrating for everyone. Players, Morris, all coaching staff, even Alex Brockett. I don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen. But look at the grinding it out, and they're um, they're all steam ahead towards Wicklow on Sunday. So yeah, and like I said, you have your break then, and see what happens after Christmas. Yeah, just regroup, get a few fellas back. You know, just. Uh, Stevie Smith's got to laugh Christmas. Joe Waters is, um, I think he's carrying a knock to Tom Cashin's carrying a knock from the Carlow game. Shane Rowan suffering with a, a knee injury. Um, like, they're big losses, you know. Jack Mack mm-hmm. only coming back through COVID there. He's not going to be at 100% that quick. So, um, big ask on the fellas. But look at, we are where we are. We're doing, we're, yeah. we're, we'll go up, we'll muster on. Wicklow will be no easy feat on Sunday when they come to Black Gates. Yeah, absolutely. You were talking about how hard it was to play them down in Wicklow as well and how hard they were yeah, to Yeah, like, we were nowhere near um, as bad a position as we are then. Like, we were in a bad position then when we went up to Wicklow and we got a really good result. Well, well I would take it as a really good result anyway. Yeah. Um, up there, and we played them down the Black Ace. We were a little bit better than what we were then. So maybe, look, there was a change at 10 as well. Gareth Fitzgerald started at 10. So a little bit like Carlo there. Gareth hasn't played 10 in a while. So a little bit of rustiness, but still our attack was a little bit more threatening. And we looked like we, we came onto the ball. Paul is obviously a very good attacking player, but it gives you both more attacking options out wide and then a harder runner at 12 because Paul would be that little bit more physical than Garrett. Um, so look, I don't know. We are where we are. Yeah, it is what mm-hmm. it is, as to say. But like yeah. injury, injuries are just, it's, it's, it's crazy the amount of players that are getting injured. I mean... Mm. You saw it yourself, yeah. Kenny, on, on Saturday for us. Like, I mean, lads were dropping like flies. Yeah, and it's not it's not as if there's nothing dirty going on or there's nothing no. overly physical. No. It's just, I yeah. think, I honestly I think it was a break off. Hmm. That's I think what I was just going to say. Like, you, you know, can I see think. the lads who've maybe looked after themselves or done a bit of football or whatever, or done something. But it's the lads who maybe mightn't have that football at Ruby, it's their only outlet. And then, you yeah. know, you're. One or two big bangs there. Body's not able for it anymore. You've been away for a year, like for 18 months. That's it. You know, well, we're, hoping, we're, we're hopeful now to come the beginning of the new year that we'll have eight or nine lads back. And Gary Dunn is mm. on the way back from a broken ankle. So I've met him on Saturday and he's saying he's going to be playing Towns Cup this year, regardless of mm. his fitness or not, he's going to be out, mm. you know. So um, the worst thing for us is, though, a broken ankle, right? You, have a, you kind of have a time frame, realistically. Yeah. A break of a time frame, like a ligament damage or a ligament tear or muscle damage. You just don't know. Every yeah. person is different. How long is it going to take to heal it? What way is the rehab going to go? Like Stevie Smith's knee issue, Shane Owen's knee issue. Like they're ongoing things. They're seeing physios. They're getting scans, stuff like that. They just don't seem to be getting any better. Time is the only no. healer, you know. And if you rush yeah. them, then they're gone for longer. At the end of it, that's right? it. So, no, it's very difficult for small clubs as well, like for for, for rural clubs. And uh, you know, I mean, as I said, we've. T- 13 players out injured but I actually heard the other day that there's six lads from Kilkenny playing, playing in Old Wesley you know 
Um, there's more lads in, in Lansdowne, you know. It's it's it, it, it's hard when you see your home club struggling for players like that, but you know that there's players who are affiliated to the club or who have played for the club in some capacity playing elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd love it love if they were if they were playing for us, but we understand those guys' position that they're working or studying or living in Dublin is more difficult for them to play for us. But yeah, it's uh well, we have the nine and ten and C point. Are they from mm. Carlo? Yeah, both are played from Carlo. Both from Carlo. Yeah. Two good players. Yeah. Yeah. But just on a, I suppose on a positive oh, note, I know we've been very doom and gloom there, but on a positive note, when we played Carlo there a couple of weeks ago, we had the second team, right? On that second team, there was a heap of 18-year-old, 19-year-olds. A heap of them. Like, the Keith Hickey, uh, Shane Brooks, Brian, Brian Kyo, Tom Pilkington, uh, Keen Leonard, Jay Leonard, all these really good young fellas. Jack Johnson, really, really good young fellas. Mm. It's just it's trying to hold on to them. Like, yeah, I know the whole thing lost Carlo and everyone puts in a bit more effort, but that'll only stick so much. Like, like you need to realize it's it's a club process. It's a bigger deal. It's it's a long term goal. Like, you can't just go out and play for Carlo. I know I did. And I know Tommy did. But like, that's us. We're past it. Like these young fellas are consistently going to play. Like, you know, yeah. like Brian Kyo is an exceptionally good player. Tom Pilkin is an exceptionally good player. Shane Brooks is as tough as boots. Really, really tough fella. Keith Hickey, really, really good fella as well. Like, there's some really good young fellas there. Ryan O'Sullivan, he's actually been called up to the first after his performance against Garrow. He was on the first well, squad from Mullingar last week. You yeah. reminded me there, actually, that young Matty Hogan, who came on for us on Saturday, his first game out of under-18s. Yeah. And he worked his, he worked his socks off. I mean, he... Only for him... If you remember, Johnny, we were attacking Gorey's line on a stray pass with about 10 minutes to five minutes to go. And a stray pass went from right to left and yeah. it hit the ground. And Gorey fly hacked it on up the pitch. He's a Matty was like, he, he, he was gone. Like, he, only for him, Gorey were in under the sticks, you know. And mm. it's great that a young fella like him is there to, to, to fall in as well. And just it's just uh, the purpose why I'm saying it is just to give him mention. That he's yeah. the latest one to come up from youth rugby and step up and be and be counted at at first. I don't know if it's if it's us are doing something wrong or it's just that age group or what is it. I don't know, but they need to know. Like these young fellas need to know that they're not only wanted, they're needed. And yeah. like we we desperately need these good young fellas to stay in the club yeah. and stay going. Yeah. You know, we, we've actually like, started talking about it ourselves. Like, like how how can we do it? Because the same young fellas do it for their GEA clubs. You know, but you see, that's the but there's a niche of like we we look if you look at our our, our first team on on uh Saturday, there like we had one, I would say one just going through the team of under one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10. We would have had 10 out of the 20 all under the age of 23. And the, and the rest of them are in the, in the early part, the, kind of around 25, 26, 27, and then the rest. And then okay, the, well, with the, the two, two of the most experienced players, then the two whites, um, like they'll be a bit older. But other than that, then we're, you know, it's a young side. For us, we're the total opposite. All of our key players are 35, 36. Plus, you know, yeah, but uh, it's just, but we, 
they're not like it's so hard there's other years we wouldn't have had we wouldn't have had a, a, a ladder you know we wouldn't have had those players yeah like there's put it this way there is it was 18 out of 20 players on the first team uh 18 out of 20 uh carlo bread that's great carlo team yeah two that's what you two want. outside two outside the rest of the barn bread and there was two and three sets of brothers in the start, and that's where you have to say that that's what the success is for an underage coach, if you ask me. Yeah, you know, and we all love winning a cup or winning a trophy or winning a league. But when I was an underage coach, that's where I draw success from now was looking at all those young lads. And there's a fair clatter of them that myself and my brother Rowan and Alex Walsh and Derek Lauder would have coached that are now playing first and seconds rugby. That's that's success. So, well, we're no, well, like we'd be the same. We have a few that I I coach at both as eighteens, and then and then like two two different age groups that run up to eighteens. But like it's it's they're not. We only get so many players. You get so many players there that are are staying. You get a couple. We're blessed at the moment that we have a couple from you know that have come through. Yeah. But there could be other years, and you'll have a lean year. And it's yeah. like Johnny, like Johnny was saying, and it's not just Tullo. Every club struggles at times. Yeah, we struggled for a long time, and it's not. It doesn't matter how hard you work. You try and get them to play, and we make a lot of phone calls asking lads to come. But mm. you have commitments from college. You have commitments from uh, other sports. You know, mm. if you can get a couple of players every season, you're doing well. You're doing That's really it. well. It's like it's like uh, was local to me, neighbour and parish was like Ballahale Shamrocks, like. They don't win minor and under-21 championships as much as they used to, but they're still producing hurlers to their senior team every year. Yeah. You know, and you're, you're, be it four or five or six or seven or one or two lads, you're just topping up and, and, and supplementing or complementing what you already have, and that's what it's about. As Phil says, it's a circular economy. One goes in and one goes out. And that's, yeah. if, well, that's if you can maintain that. But that's what you're, that's what you're trying to do, and I, I, I think we can be lucky. It's, it's just, it swings and roundabouts, really, but... Yeah. There is an awful lot of work going into into um, between the directors of rugby and uh, and you know uh, lads, coaches and and managers and just making yeah. the phone calls. But I mean, there's other years, and you know yourself, like there's other years you'll make those phone calls and you'll get a yeah, and then they just come up for a while and then they disappear. Yeah, like we had years where and it wasn't that long ago. You'd have thirty lads training and. One week at the start of the season, thirty, and you think, "Oh, this is going to be great." Mm. And then at the end of it, like you're lucky to put to put a team out. Yeah, yeah, it's the same cohort of the same guys that kept it together the previous season are still there. Whereas this year we have a buy-in, but that's that's not saying like two. Or, if we don't watch what we're doing, two or three years time, we could be back to square one. We could yeah. be back to square one next season. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's. I, you know, I, but that's I, just to look at the draw at the moment. Yeah. It's so cousin, hard. Cousin, uh, cousins and mine are involved in NACE, like, and I was speaking to them recently, and I said, like, how are you doing it? I said, like, you must be paying players. And he said, James, I will tell you honestly, said, we're not paying any players. Is what we're doing is we're creating an environment where people want to be involved. You know, and fair play to them. I think we're kind of watching. I'm, I'm watching what NACE do very closely, and I I, I, I like what they're doing and. I mean, if we Nathan, take a little bit of it and apply it to ourselves, it'd be great. 
but the thing about Nace, Nace, uh, like Nace has a massive catchment catch area. Yeah. And they've also, like, it's not just that they have, they have the CBS started playing rugby a couple of years mm. ago, really putting it in. Like, they're doing the same with GEA. Yeah. It's just, they you are. Know, they're able to do that. They sent their minors to play in Kilkenny leagues. They're doing mm. things to be different. But yeah. they're, when you have the likes of Johnny Murphy, who's coaching Nace, coaching Newbridge College, yeah. watching them all coming through, you have yeah. those, that young lads, um, that's playing with Leinster in the centre. Uh, he's a, he's, a, uh, he's Jamie, a, Jamie he's a, Osborne. Jamie Osborne. He's a, he and he's another younger brother there as well. They're yeah. CBS, like they're just ordinary school. Yeah, they had a good yeah. CBS team. Like Nace, as I remember, Nace under 18s and underage underage wasn't good. No, now they're developing their under 18s. Like the yeah. under 18s are in the top flight Premier and will are looking to compete every year now. Mm. And if I, I think that they like they won a cup, they won the Leinster under eighteen cup in Carlow one not too long ago. Mm. That wasn't the case, but they just have numbers. Yeah, and it's and a that's trouble. important. Like, and they mightn't have. And the other thing is, they have income coming in. Like they, have, they, they have massive amount of money there. Yeah, it's a, it's and a it wealthy helps. club. Yeah, and it does help. And it's not, it's not about paying players. It's having the gear. It's having the mm. facilities right. It's about the marketing of it and having it's the small the things it. like. And to be that close to Dublin, having an AIL team, is, yeah. is, you know, you know, and I think I think that's what we're striving to do is, is is create that environment where young fellas and young girls that want to stay involved, you know, because I think yeah. by the sounds of it, you've you've achieved it this season, but you have to stay reinventing yourself and keep it going because, as you said, Tom, in two three years' time, it could all come to a stop, and you're back at square one. <laughs> well, we're the biggest example of it all. AIL yeah. one, AIL one. Down to down to uh, junior one B, like so, yeah, or junior one or two B. So, you know, it's it's don't like we've got yeah. the opposite. Yeah, it's yeah. it can all if you, if you take your eye off the ball at all, it's it's it can go yeah. pear shaped. But anyway, um, lads, we're running out of time, so we'll squeeze in a bit of provincial stuff. Champions Cup is on this weekend, but quickly, uh, Leinster. Connacht went held for letter against Leinster in the URC last week, but Leinster decided to wake up, um, start playing a bit of rugby, and uh, they won comfortably in the end. Sets them up nicely for this week, but team hasn't been named yet now. We're recording this on a Thursday, um, but they'll be without the likes of Johnny Sexton and that. But uh, against Bath, it should be okay, in theory. Bath, Bath are going poorly, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. They're going very poorly. I don't, are, are, they bottom, are they bottom of the Premiership? Nine straight um, losses as well. You no, know, I, I mean they're going poorly. You would you would expect Leinster to win that game, you know. Um, well, Leinster have beaten Bath in 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 the Aviva when Bath were going well, so yeah. <laughs> I'd be very surprised if Leinster losing on on, <laughs> on Saturday to that yeah. to a Bath team that's uh, that's is really really struggling. You know, I, I agree with you, and yeah. it, and the thing is for Leinster if they. If they perform up front, which they will, like I mean, best tight head in the world now, officially the best tight head in the world in their team. Um, <laughs> if they perform up front, they will beat anything. And third, Baron Ulster a couple of weeks ago, it's hard pick a game where Leinster forwards haven't dominated the match. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, when, if they give their backline the platform, if Gary Ringrose in now in a new contract, Gary Ringrose is hitting form. I think, uh, I, I think it'll be a big Leinster win this weekend. 
Yeah, was any cause for concern with the wobble against Ulster and I suppose the first 20 minutes against Connacht? Just, you know, just, I don't know. It, I don't know. I think it's, uh, I think that's sport, you know. You know, yeah. they're, they're masters at it. You can't, you cannot doubt them. Yeah. That's true. I think uh, I think Leinster won the favor, definitely won the favorites yeah. this year. I think their yeah. squad is just so good. Or should mm. we say Ireland are one of the favorites? You'd hope that the whole thing doesn't kind of come back and haunt the Irish teams in the cup this year. Yeah. In the sense of coming up against bigger packs, like you know, a bigger, stronger yeah. packs that can that can dominate them in the business end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Which the French um, teams have become very good at. And Saracens and these can cool. Um, big game to watch this weekend as well is the Munster game because Munster, as we know, decimated with COVID nineteen. Lads stuck in South Africa. Um, what was it? Peter Manny was interviewed the other day, and what did he say? He said, "There's a chap, a trained way, a twenty year old, a chap that was born, I think, in two thousand and four. He says, Erz, oh, yeah. could have been his dad." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. that's what you're. That's what they're dealing with okay. this week. Yeah. Couple of nineteen-year-olds there going into it. Monsters are masters of when they have to play with yeah. a chip on their shoulder. And absolutely, they're going to go over there this week. John Mitchell was right yesterday. I know he was trying to downplay the whole thing. They're going to go over there with all of their internationals. They're going to go over there with Chris Farrell back. Um, Salano, the tight head, is prop mm-hmm. is back. Um, what I think the biggest worry for Munster is the fact that they're nearly eight weeks without a game now. Yeah, and, that's scary. Yeah. You know, I. They're going to have uh, Connor Murray. They're going to have um, Craig uh, Craig Casey. They're going to have, have Joey Carvey, Damien D'Alande, Earlsey, um, Conway. Um, you know, they're going to have a cracking backline. They're going to have Peter O'Mahony there, um, Tyke Byrne. Um, I don't think, I think most could go over and give an account of themselves. I think we could see some stars being born this weekend. Yeah. We might get that It'd be nice to see young lad getting a run now, wouldn't yeah. it? Just, just yeah. out of Jonathan place, Rain. So. Jonathan Rain. Yeah. They're talking about him for years down there. Let's see now. He'll get his yeah. chance this weekend. Let's see how he goes. They yeah. mightn't get the win, but you will certainly see Munster blooding a lot of players this weekend, which will be good for I, them. I don't think there's anybody that doesn't want to want to see uh, want to see them giving it a lash this weekend. So, yeah. you know, okay. it'd be nice. Start Craig Casey. We'll activate the phase and Connor Murray out plan. Yeah, <laughs> as Tom yeah. said last week, you could see Connor Murray being covered about half this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's, that's what you find. Yeah, yeah. We never know. That's yeah, it. no better, man. Um, it's a few of his lads have to head off, I do believe, around this time. Yeah. So we'll wrap it up there. Best of luck in your matches this weekend. Johnny Tobin was on the podcast with us earlier, but he has departed. Did a runner. For home, yeah, did a runner. So, uh, Plus, best of luck. Um, before before we finish, as, on behalf of the club, we'd like to pass our condolences to uh, Danny McAvoy and the McAvoy family on the pass in the K. They're lifelong members of the club, knocking around the club. Danny's was instrumental in moving from the old club to the new club that we have. Um, you never saw one without the other at all, little Kenny matches. So, just on behalf of the club, to express our uh, our sympathies to Danny and his and Shane and David. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tom Crotty, James Blanchfield and Johnny Tobin, thanks for talking to us. That was the Knock On Rugby Podcast.